0: Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, Liberty Lake Church on Wednesday night at our live stream uh, service that we're doing. Um, I'm excited to have Stefan here with me tonight as we wrestle with one of our favorite passages in James, right, where it talks about the heart and the tongue and how desperately wicked it is and, and how terrible and hard it is to manage. It's just exciting stuff. I'm um, really looking forward to having you. A couple of key things. We've got a couple of change. Well, one really, one change coming to Wednesday nights. Um, we're actually going to not be doing music uh, after this week. We're gonna, we're probably gonna have a little bit more time for discussion and and just change up the format just a little bit. So you can anticipate that. And I want to ask you to please share this video. Uh, if you're doing it through Facebook right now, click share and and uh, pass this along. Let them know if it's meaningful to you. If it's not, uh, you know, you can just. Turn it off here in a few moments and go do whatever you're going to do. Um, but if it is meaningful and important, please share that and and uh, help us get the message out to other people and get connected with more people. And the last thing is, I really want to encourage you uh, to not lose heart in this time. Not Don't get discouraged. I know it's very easy to do. Uh, don't quit being a disciple and following the Lord please continue to, to by faith, pursue Him, trust in Him, be in His Word, keep your eyes on Him, uh, because in this time, our tendency may be to get discouraged and quit, and we should not do that. Um, So keep your eyes on Him, and uh, as we come back into James, we're going to be in chapter 3, so get your Bibles out, start getting ready, uh, and we're going to engage in this discussion here shortly. And I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait to get uh, to get started on that. Fearfully excited. Fearfully excited. Yeah. That's right. We yeah. we we are we are. We're, there's some trembling going on, <laughs> uh, and yet some great excitement as well. Um, and hey, I have a little. This is totally on the side. I'm sorry. I forgot. I. I didn't realize I was going to do this, but I just want to give you a tip for handling the reopening process. So when you go into a doctor's office or a dentist's office or anything like that, and they want to take your temperature as they're approaching you, be sure to say this to them. It really helps the whole thing. Please don't tell me I'm hot because that would be a little inappropriate right now. (laughs) It really lightens the mood. You guys, it helps a lot in that moment. So All right. With that said, would you please join us as we sing a couple of songs tonight? Thank you to Travis and Becca for being here with us tonight. And we appreciate their willingness and sacrifice and all the time that they put in um, and our other volunteers as well. It's great to have you guys helping and keeping us going live. So thanks for being here. We'll see you in just a few moments.
1: That's a funny joke. (laughs) All right. Won't you join us with Build Your Kingdom Here? Build your kingdom here Let the darkness fear Show your mighty hand Heal our streets and lands Set your church on fire Win this nation back Change the atmosphere Build your kingdom here, we pray. Come set your rule and brain in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil what we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze. Your power in us. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives. For you're our joy and prize. To see the captives' hearts released. The hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. We lay down our lives For heaven's cause We are your church We pray revive this earth Build your kingdom here Let the darkness fear Show your mighty The streets and lands Set your church on fire Win this nation back Set the atmosphere Build your kingdom here We pray Unleash your kingdom's power The near and far No force on hell can stop Your beauty changing hearts You made us for much more than this Awake the kingdom seed in us Fill us with the strength and love of Christ We are your church down here let the darkness fear show your mighty hand heal our streets and lands set your church on fire win this nation back change the act. Hallelujah! All right, won't you join us with uh, "In the Secret"? In the secret, in the quiet place. stillness you are there in the secret in the quiet hour i wait only for you cause i want to know you more i want to know you i want to want to know you more Surprise. pressing onward pushing every hindrance aside out of my way cause I want to know you more I want to know you I want to hear your voice I want to know
0: Amen. Thank you guys. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining us tonight. Hopefully you are, um, well, finding the time to be in the Word and to be encouraged and and to get out in the sun when it's out. I mean, the sun's out now, but don't go out there now. Um, Stay with us, or I guess they could watch this later, so. Yeah, that's true. I guess you could go out now and just come back. Well, might as well stay put if you're already here. There's no reason to leave now. Um, Maybe we should just take this outside. Maybe we should go outside. (laughs) Maybe That's how we should have done this. Uh, You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys, this has been one of the more difficult passages uh, for me. I know Stefan was feeling the same thing, Um, and not because the Word of God is particularly hard to understand. It's probably because of how incredibly direct this particular passage is and, and how much it reflects the character and the issues of our heart being put on display uh, with the activity and the actions of our tongue. Um and so both Stefan and I have wrestled through this. I have felt very convicted by this and and we'll talk about that a little bit as we go through today. Um but as we think about this, as you're in the word, as you're as you're joining us, um I want to ask you to bow your heads in prayer with me as we commit this time to the Lord and we ask him to show up. We ask him to watch over our mouths, our, the things that come out of our mouth, um, and, that it would be honoring to him, and that you and I and and Stefan that we would grow together at this time, um, and that God would speak to each of our hearts. So would you pray with me real quick as we begin? Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for Stefan being here. Thank you for this team and all the people behind the scenes that make this happen every week, um, all five of them, and uh, I just pray, Lord, that as we... Um, engage in the text tonight, as we engage in your that you would open the our ears, open our eyes, um, that we would hear what you have to say, that we would see the realities of our own hearts, and that, Father, by your Spirit, you would, you would begin to soften our hearts, transform them, and uh, maybe even direct us to behavior and attitudes and actions that you would ask for us to confess and to address in our own uh, private lives, our own personal lives. We want you to get all the glory tonight and pray, God, that you would be exalted above every name because of who you are and that if at all possible, Lord, we would have the privilege of extolling you uh, in in your glory and your purposes tonight through your word. So we give you the praise and glory and, ex- and we expect and are excited to see what you will do uh, in the text tonight. So we thank you and praise you in your name. Amen. Amen. You know, we were talking earlier about um, just the way that James is using the 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 tongue here, but how he's talking through. And I think remind me who you got that, who you were reading that that you grabbed that from.
2: The, kind of the outline of the, James. kind of the outline of James. Yeah. So I was reading, um, well, notes and outlines by Doctor uh, J. Vernon McGee. J. Vernon McGee. Yeah. That's right. And okay. he had a very interesting approach to to the book of James that I hadn't seen before. Um, and he he actually talks about Specifically chapters one through three being uh, about God testing us in our in our life, making us tried and true like like he would um gold. Right. You know? That
0: refining process. Re- the refining process. Yeah. Um
2: and it, if I can go through it actually, uh chapters one chapter one, one through twelve is God testing our faith by trials. We like various, those. Yeah. <laughs> um and then one thirteen through twenty-one is God. Does not test faith with evil. Um, a little clarification. Um, one
0: right, and the clarification there is that sometimes we 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 take things that are difficult in our lives and we we assume they're evil. Mm-hmm. Like we give we we actually probably give the enemy too much credit at times. And and what James is qualifying for the believer is God doesn't do use evil right so you need to dis, uh, discern between those two things and make sure you know what you're what you're addressing or dealing yeah. with in your life and I, I think it's also important to to try
2: to identify what what those trials are too you know to to be able to dis, discern what trials are in our lives I, I don't think that they're necessarily the things that you know we think of our brothers and sisters in third world com, com, countries and they obviously have great trials that yes. we um that we can't sympathize with because we haven't experienced that right Um, right but everyday life being you know raising children um god puts us in places because of sin because of a fallen world god puts us in those places of trials um and teaches us through everyday life um and refines our faith in him we have to rely on him right Or we're not going to live it in a way that's pleasing to him and, anyway,
0: and a good father would do that, yeah, because he wants us to grow, to to be. He wants us to grow into what we're designed to be.
2: Yeah, I think I said last time. Like I've learned so much more in my faith just being a father and a husband than <laughs> than anything else. Yeah, it's it's crazy, no doubt. Uh, Sorry. So uh, I'll just keep one, distracting you. Yeah, really long one twenty-one here, so. through twenty-seven. <laughs> God tests faith by His word, not ours. Um chapter 2 1 through 13 god tests faith by attitude and action hmm. in respect of persons yeah um chapter 2 14 through 26 god tests faith by good works and then chapter 3 is all about really god testing our faith um with our mouths by our tongue and, and the way that we speak to our brothers and sisters to our fellow our fellow man yeah that's who's made in the likeness of
0: God. The likeness of God. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to like that part if no. we get there tonight. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll at <laughs> least, we'll least, least
2: read it once. Tonight.
0: We're going <laughs> to read it because it's in there, yep. uh, but we don't know if we're going to get all the way to that, so yep. um, we, we may not. Why don't, why don't you read the text? Let's, let's jump in and get started, right. um, and, and then we're going to see how far we can get through this because there's a lot in here um, that I hope we can get through. Okay, chapter 3,
2: verse 1 through 12. wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. Mm -hmm. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olive Olives or a vine produce figs, nor can salt water produce fresh.
0: Well, let's back up and grab the first part, and and we know we're going to talk about the tongue a little bit. And you did some work in in the Hebrew that I'm looking forward to to getting to talk a little bit about just just to kind of wrestle through that. Yeah. Um. And uh. But but off the bat, what we see James telling the, his the brethren telling the church is that not many should become teachers. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, part of, you, part of me thinks when I look at that, I'm like, okay, but isn't that like the pinnacle? I mean, you know, at least in our culture, in, in our church culture, it seems like we've created this this hierarchy or this idea of rising to the top. When you when you finally get good enough or have good enough education or whatever it is, you can be a pastor, or you can be a teacher, or you can do something like that. But mm-hmm. James seems to be pointing out, and you and I talked about two possible illustrations. One... Is that um, not many should become teachers because they're going to be judged more strictly, and they should be living whatever it is that they're saying. It should be affecting them. Mm-hmm. And the second was you were pointing out the possibility. Well, I, I just noticed
2: in in the Greek and in my actual translation, it, it says it doesn't it doesn't attach that judgment to the teacher specifically. The passage actually reads that we will incur a stricter judgment, speaking more. Towards the church and towards fellow believers. I mean, right. as a, as a general, um, as a body. congregation, or yeah. as a
0: body, right? And so, if they if they gather many many teachers, the potential is that they have all this information. It can either lead them astray, or 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 they can start picking who they want to listen to and not yeah, listening well, you, to everybody. You just
2: think about it. If there's more words out there, there's bound to be more lies. There's bound to oh, be more uh, untruths. <laughs> Do you think I could
0: preach and just stand up here and be quiet? Because that would make it a lot safer.
2: Well, I think in the
0: early church, they would just read passages of Scripture. Well, I think we should try that. <laughs> let's, let's try. See, it if, it seems a little people, safer, doesn't know, it? It's way safer. Oh my goodness, it's so much better. Yeah. Well, what I, th- what I thought was interesting is that in our discussion, we actually saw those two points contrast in the, the Scripture references that we grabbed. Mm-hmm. I want to read Romans 2, uh, starting in verse 17. Um, to everybody, because this is specifically Paul challenging, um, challenging the leaders of the teachers of that time in in basically teaching something that they're not living, and mm-hmm. so Paul really goes after them. and And this is what he says in Romans chapter two, verses seven, starting in verse seventeen. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know His will and approve what is excellent, because you are instructed from the law. You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. And one of the other texts that we're not going to look at tonight, you got to write down and go look at this. It's Ezekiel chapter 36, 20 through 23. And what I want you to do, go and read that text and just mark down how many times that God says to the nation of Israel that they have blasphemed his name. You just, just look at how many times, or they—I think it's profane. I think it's they profaned mm-hmm. his name. Look and see how many times that they have profaned the name of God. It's—it's it's incredible.
2: It's interesting because in the Hebrew, whenever um, something is added for em- emphasis, the word just repeats twice. Oh wow! <laughs> so repetition is a big deal. It's a in big Hebrew, deal. It's—it's it's
0: emphasis. It's like pay attention to this. So, <laughs> yeah. go and read Ezekiel. God's saying, Hey, wake up <laughs> yep. to Israel. Yep. Good thing and not us, right? <sighs> <sighs> okay, oh. so that's one side, right? We see here's Paul saying, You guys are teaching this. You guys are claiming to be the teachers of this stuff, but you're not living it. The same things that you're telling others not to do, that you're pro- professing that the law says not to do, you're outdoing them. Mm hmm. Are you not teaching yourself? So, I mean, I think that there is an application of this that we should be very careful of. Worth if we think we're teaching, and the Word of God, the things that we're teaching, are not impacting if they're not being applied to our own lives, mm-hmm. or, or at least convicting our hearts. Um, okay, I was confessing. I was, I confessed a while back. My my the words that slipped out of my mouth when my mom was on the phone. And and I, I pulled out the video to watch this creep that drove by me and passed me dangerously and all this stuff. And I was, you know, going to Justice Warrior, the guy on Facebook and be like, you know, we need to smack this guy around. And I'm listening to the video and here my mom was on the phone and the words that came out of my mouth were, sh- were, were shameful. I, I was yeah. I was embarrassed by what happened to that moment. Um, and it really convicted me. I, I I actually had to confess that, and I put the video away. The guy didn't even make it onto TV because um, I was so embarrassed with my tongue and my reaction to that. It was it was terrifying. Where is that coming from, right? I know. <laughs> it's a... I well, yeah. Unfortunately, the Bible says where it's coming yeah. from. It's coming right out of my heart, yeah. and that's what's scary. That's what's terrifying about this passage. Is that, man? How can we teach this? And 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 then see it in our own hearts and recognize that reality. And and so, man, I had to confess it. And unfortunately, God convicted me of it. You know, and and then I'm doing this coffee with Shane thing, and the illustration fit perfectly into the text that we were doing that day. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. What's the other yep. passage that we have, though? Because Second Peter actually kind of lines up a little bit more with what you're talking about, about the false teachers coming in and having too many teachers and being accountable for that. Mm-hmm. You want to yep. read that for us, 2 Peter 2? Lord willing, you're going to see verses 1 through 3, but I screwed up, and I didn't get it to him early. So if you do see verses 1, 2, 1 through 3, you, we, you've got to say thank you to our IT team. You <laughs> got right. that for us?
2: Uh, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep
0: again you see that reality right of of being led astray by by false teachers the consequences that are going to come from that are mm-hmm. going to be terrible and it it can be discouraging too seeing that
2: and not necessarily being deceived yourself but seeing lies out there and seeing others deceived and not just not becoming discouraged in life yeah and yeah. not it makes you think is God active? You know, is God right. is God in control here? Right? What was that passage that that you sh- was that Ezekiel?
0: That no, that's uh we're going to read that in just a minute. Psalm okay. 73. We need to. Actually, we're going to we're going to read that because it's ex- it embodies really what we've been what you and I were wrestling with all week as or well is it all week? Does it count if it's all week, if it feels like it's been all week, but it's only been three days? I'm not sure how that works, but I feel like it's been all week that we've been kind of wrestling with oh, yeah. this. But we're going to read that in just a minute, because I think it's really important to understand when we start looking at the tongue, and we start looking at this idea of of how the tongue leads us into destruction, and, and how dangerous that is, and, and then that whole idea of being discouraged, when you see all of it going around you, going, but God, aren't you here? Like... How can you ignore this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and how can this be? Um, I love I love what James does in this particular passage, though, because he lays out this thing about teaching, right? He lays out uh, the the whole principle of the judgment that's coming, the the difficulty that is in this particular issue of the tongue, and how we're supposed to be very careful with who, what we're you know the number of teachers, the teachers that are teaching, how we're how we're dealing with the word of God when we engage it, mm-hmm. and then he says, but we all stumble in many ways. It's like. Deal with it. But you guys better get your head around this. Yeah. Like it, it you're not going to be perfect. You're gonna see these things come up, recognize it and, and be aware of it um, and, and address that issue. And I love Proverbs twenty verse nine. Um let me read that real quick. It's it's very, very short. Uh, but Proverbs 20, verse 9, uh, the writer of, of Proverbs here was just pointing out an obvious uh, fact, but it, it, it's so, so clear. Proverbs 20, verse 9 says this, Who can say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean from my sin? The, the answer is uh, nobody. <laughs> one one man. One man. <laughs> man. One yeah. And he's the only one and he's he's the source, he's the reason. In fact, James uh 1:26 what does that say if a man thinks he's religious and does not control his tongue, his religion is worthless?
2: You would think it would be works, right? You would think so. Yeah. But they're so in- intimately connected. Yeah. You can't separate works from your tongue. I mean, it just flows of flows out of who you are.
0: Absolutely. You, you were know. talking about the tongue earlier. Walk us through some of that the Hebrew The the language how it the picture that it's bringing out in the tongue, Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's pretty important why James uses the horse and the ship and the small thing that is that is directing them. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I I almost always go back to Hebrew when I'm looking at words because the Hebrew mindset is it's it's old, it's unique, it's fundamental almost. I mean, it's their language is very picturesque what they the words that they've given to objects um to verbs they're all depicting something they're they're you know a goat is a rebellious one I mean we just know that (laughs) from life experience yeah those of us us who've had had a goat oh my goodness um and that's I mean almost every word is like that every word that I've looked up um it and it really gets clarified when you look at the root of the word and how it's used throughout um, the context the scripture right and and you see um what definition what what definition of this word would work in all contexts right and that's kind of the idea of finding the root of a word but um lashon is the is the hebrew word Mm -hmm. um for the tongue and it actually occurs in many different ways. It's used of nations, different tongues, and that um identifying aspect of a nation being they speak differently. Oh, okay. you know, they have different dialects and that right. kind of stuff. So God divides the peoples, like the, at the Tower of Babel, he divides yeah. them into different tongues. Right. Um but it's also it's used in different ways, like it's it's used of a wedge of gold is is one translation or or the the bay, the bay of a sea, um, right? You know the the place between um, two landmasses, yeah, yeah, two peninsulas yeah, or something. Right. Um, and we actually see it physically of our own tongue. It, it resembles a wedge or yep. or that bay. So Shum, they look at they some l- people's are sharper than others. Yeah, but if if you think about it too, it's like, what does a wedge do? Yep. What does a bay do? It it's something that divides divides land masses d- divides physical properties whatever it is yep and i i think though i haven't seen that definition in in uh, in a dictionary I, mm-hmm. I think that there's some definite truth and there's there can't be a con- that big of a consequence that or a uh you know
0: the coincidence
2: coincidence that that the tongue and that word is used of other things that are being divided. I mean, I the tongue physically divides the air that we breathe so that we can we can make discernible yep words right. that we can understand right. and communicate with each other. Yep. Um but it, it it divides spiritual ideas, you know, the the things that we grapple with um the things that make up the physical world. I mean, nothing happens in this life on this earth Without a spiritual predecessor, mm-hmm. somebody had to think it and make it happen. And it's it's a powerful tool. It is a tool, though.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and used incorrectly, it does great harm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was the illustration of the fire that James is using. Is I mean, look at look at the great blaze that a small fire causes. And, you know, we've had some big fires in our community uh, in the state of Washington. Um, I got to work on one, the North Star, the Tunk Block fire, which was hundreds of thousands of acres that was started by a campfire. One one side of it was started by a campfire that got away. And then hundreds of thousands of acres were destroyed. People's homes were destroyed because of that one small fire. I mean, what a great illustration. And yet, it, it shouldn't it make a shudder just a little bit the power of the power of destruction the power of uh even for good that uh-huh. it can have yeah. when the believer uses it well or uses it poorly
2: yeah and and you think about like how how do we understand knowledge information how do we um gain knowledge about anything whether it's you know the anatomy of an animal it's like you have to dissect it yeah that's that's what the tongue does it It dissects words, it dissects ideas into manageable bits of information that our mind can understand, put together again and and grapple with. We almost when we're when we're thinking about a spiritual truth, an idea, in order to truly understand it, I I think that's why teaching is one of those things if if you wanna really know your word, you have to teach it because because your tongue your mind, your heart, it has to work through it, it has, has to dissect these passages yep and so that the congregation can put them back together in their own hearts
0: and minds right. and, and that I think if we're really honest if we're if we're being um, transparent in our teaching, if we're actually teaching from what the word is doing in our hearts, um, it makes it it's very vulnerable as well then, um, because to teach the word to understand it. Um, it, to even dissect it to the point, maybe we don't understand it, but we're just saying this is what it says, and I, I, maybe I don't understand quite how this works. But that's that's a very it, it it has a great deal of power. It's very vulnerable, and and in those moments, um, it, it, yeah, it's kind of risky. Which again is it? That's what makes the it it's, it's what makes the connection of it being to our heart so profoundly important in the testing of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because you went, we were talking about this earlier. If if what was in my heart, if I could really cover it up and hide it, if it if it didn't like jump out, people wouldn't believe. They just wouldn't believe how how desperately wicked their hearts were.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. we could cover it up. I mean, we could fake it,
2: pretty good. It you know it might not be the only reason that God gave us the tongue, but I'm sure He gave it to humanity so that. We would be convicted of our sin. I mean, yeah, it's it's necessary for that reason too. I mean, My guess is
0: its original design was to <laughs> glorify Him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and then and then the depravity of man has used it to. Yeah, we've twisted it for destroy sure. Destroy so much of that. But it,
2: well, yeah, it's just just like that. You know, what I said could be misinterpreted. You know, I, I'm dealing with these ideas and these hard, hard things to grapple with. And if you hadn't clarified, well, God probably made it. You know. To glorify himself, right? Which is the origin. The, it, obviously true. Yep. Um, even though there might be truth in us using it for other purposes, you hadn't have clarified that. <laughs> oh, sure. You know? Yeah. It, then my tongue's getting away with me, and and, and it
0: does every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With hey, my wife specifically, <laughs> I was going to say we forgot to actually put the notices up. Please block our wives. Uh, feedback on facebook at this point in time we don't that want would them, be helpful we Remember don't want them last saying, time i was
2: here i said the marriage my oh, marriage yes, is a
0: battlefield in the battlefield yeah yes. and, and
2: you helped to smooth that over for me but man my tongue went wild there
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that was i did not enjoy the trials that you went through but i enjoyed that well, I enjoyed that your tongue got you in trouble because I feel like that happens to me regularly. So yeah, I, I was not you, laughing you, at you. You asked me specifically to help you with this passage because <laughs> of that. But uh, maybe not. I don't know. I really didn't. <laughs> I prayed about it and then I just tried to get out of the way. I, I do wanna I, I do wanna get into Psalm seventy three because when when we read that earlier tonight, it seemed like what it what it did in this psalm when Asaph wrote this psalm, it seemed like what he did was describe some of the angst that we have, not only as we watch our own hearts struggle with this stuff, but as we watch a culture just run headlong away from godliness. Um, and and I'm not even look. I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about a church culture that. That looks so similar to the world. It's hard to tell the difference between them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard to tell the difference between um, those of us who who have great wealth and who live very comfortably and and who don't spend a lot of time in the Word of God every day and our behavior on the road. I I was I she <laughs> was showing a video. I had a lady make a turn on me today and just turned right into the lane as I was coming through an intersection. And I had, I mean I'd anchor the brakes. I've got it on video, guys. It's amazing. Um, and by the grace of God, like I didn't blow up this time. Last time I had to confess sin and everything, but this time I didn't. But it's in those moments that, that man, am I different? Is anything getting through in my thick head as I'm reading the text, as I'm teaching this stuff, mm-hmm. and, and the angst that I have, the frustration that I have, at times the great discouragement that I have going, God, is this working? I mean, it just seems like the world is going... To hell in a (laughs) handbasket, and and the church is not far behind them because we're 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 just not. It doesn't feel like we're being transformed like we should, and and I'm I'm saying that to myself. Um, And when I read Psalm seventy three, I'm just like, he's saying it. Yeah, like this is just so perfect. Yeah, go ahead. You were going to say something else. I, I... well, I just I think I mean we're so impatient about
2: God's timing, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I was just thinking about that. I mean, it's God, God has all these trials for us, you know, whether they're good works or, you know, temptations. I mean, <clears throat> the things that we experience in this life are all opportunities to serve him yeah. and to please him. Yep. And um, so, I, so, so true. I think what we forget to realize is that we can't just, we can't just read the word once and put it aside and then say that we're changed you know say okay i'm going to live my life i'm going to be i'm going to be a christian you yeah, know i'm yep. going to go to church yep um i believe that <laughs> but i believe it yeah, right i believe yeah. it really this time yeah i, I mean god <laughs> has designed our souls to be close to him yes and and, and we were talking about yes. that it's like I like that I, illustration. Give that illustration that you gave. So my my old professor when I was uh at school at Bible school, he wrote a poem and I don't remember how it goes, but um in it he describes believers as being buckets of of water, you know, and God is the well and our buckets have holes in them. Right? <laughs> and those those buckets it we all have maybe a different number of holes who knows yep. maybe yep. that's god designed but we're not designed to be far away from that well for an extended period of time we're designed to go back to the well to fill up yeah and and the other aspect to to that poem and the truth of that analogy is that i what is the water for right you know and we're buckets we're carrying this water but the water's not for us you know so yeah where it's, are we meant going with, to, yeah. it's meant to spill it's, out. It's meant to spill out, but let's keep going back to that well yeah. to fill up, right? Otherwise, we're going to get discouraged, and we're going to see, we're going to think that we're not making any progress, right? But it's if we're we're not making any progress if we're not going back to the
0: well. Amen. That's that's the thing. Amen. Well, let's look at what Asaph said in Psalm yeah. uh, seventy-three. Uh, hopefully, you're there in your Bibles because you, you're going to want to mark this one down. I think. Because for me, this was this was just a really cool, encouraging psalm. We're going to actually read a number of verses. So um, you want to read um, 1 through 17 for me on that? Sure. Surely God is good to Israel,
2: to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, and their body is fat. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They, they have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore, <laughs> his people return. His people return to this place, and waters of abundance are drunk by them. They say, How does God know? And is their knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, and always at ease they have increased in wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. For I have been stricken all day long and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I pondered to understand this, it was troublesome in my sight until I came into the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end.
0: Well, one thing I should clarify you're reading out of the New American Standard. Yep. Okay, so that's if you see a little difference in the text, it's because he's reading out of the New American Standard, just interpolate get out your own Bible, that way you can follow along and it'll be better anyway. Maybe I should in the future. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We're, we're doing just fine. I, right. I just forgot to make that mention and I should have done that earlier. But I don't you love how Asaph addresses? this? He goes, I'm following the Lord and I got to tell you, I'm looking at the world and it sure doesn't seem like going their way stinks at all. Like everything for them is working yeah. out and here I am trying to follow God and my life stinks. I think I might be interested in that. Yeah. I love that he's that honest in this text. And, and then he lays out all of the ways in which the world looks like it's better.
2: Yeah. I, it relates to Paul, too. Paul's telling us, you know, if Christ hasn't risen from the dead, we should be partying. Yeah. Go out,
0: have fun while it lasts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Make <laughs> hate while the sun shines. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, he he identifies the boastfulness of their tongue. He identifies... The, the wickedness of their heart. He identifies how they mock God and they they actually question the validity of God because because of the wealth and the comfort in their life. And, and then I, the ending of this was what was so cool to me is when he said, but when I tried to understand it, it seemed wearisome until I entered the sanctuary or until I came into the presence of God. And then it now it makes sense. Yeah. Now, now I get it and it's all okay and I, and I think i think we've all experienced
2: that to a certain extent of you know life can be so tumultuous and <clears throat> troubles come our way whether we want them to or not um but sometimes if we're close to that well yeah um there's a piece about that tumultuous rolling sea right you know that that makes us realize this is where it's at god is where it's at it doesn't matter my it's all attitude <laughs> yeah it do, it doesn't matter what the world is doing around me right right um if i'm centered in god the joy is so much greater than the happiness to be had in the world the yeah. fleeting
0: well and we have to remember you have to go all the way back to the beginning of this of james talk and he says count it all joy mm-hmm. i mean he starts this whole thing off count it all joy when you start encountering these things Because the process is meant to make you perfect and complete in God. It's intended by God the Father to bring us from where we are to where He's designed us to be. This is what it's meant to do. And He showed us a picture of being perfected in
2: God. That's Christ. You know, we have the example. Absolutely. We just just got to keep
0: close to that guy. Well, I, I love that picture of Peter walking on water, right? Because all the waves, the storm is raging around him. His, his eyes get off of Jesus, and it, he starts to be overwhelmed by the ferocity of the storm. Even though he's walking on water, mm-hmm. hello, <laughs> like, the, like this is not a normal occurrence for him. Something big's going on. He's in that moment, and the waves begin to overwhelm him, and he takes his eyes off the Lord, and then he and he cries out to Christ as as he's sinking yeah. in the water because his faith. Is still very, very young, very, very weak, and, and and it's being grown in his relationship with God. It's another great illustration of this of this point of mm-hmm. um this idea of being in the presence, knowing who He is, and allowing allowing those things to bring that peace and that calm, even when and and I, maybe that's where some of this some of the reality of our relationship with God. Impacts our hearts when we begin to see the blackness of our heart, the the deceitfulness of our heart, and we got to respond to that. Um, we, we can't just that was one of the one of the points that I had um, the, that I you know we need to wrap up here with, but we we need to address the reality of this. Mm-hmm. We cannot look at this. We cannot look at the the reality of what James is sharing with us, what the Word of God says, in, in many other places about this behavior about what comes out of our what comes out of our mouth that's attached to our heart and go that's ah, just who I am nah we red, can't red do flag that. red flags Seriously. If that's what's going on yeah there yeah. should be buzzers going off and uh, an alarm's yeah. going off saying this doesn't honor
2: God yeah and and even if you're convicted when you know when your tongue runs wild um it's it's no it's no license to keep going keep doing right edit. right <laughs> yeah well
0: i've already started down this road i guess i might as well just keep going till i'm done <laughs> <laughs> So wait somebody brothers this ought not be yeah i mean that's what yeah. james is saying no no nope. stop it don't behave this way that's i mean that's what he's telling us okay <laughs> you guys you guys hearing that I mean, that's the reality of what James is encouraging the brothers of the church. Don't don't ignore this behavior just because it's easier, because it's the reality of our hearts. Mm-hmm. We we've got an example in Christ. We've been called to something greater than this, and we should fall on our face and confess this sin. I love what we, we gotta look at Jeremiah. I know we don't have time to do everything else that we wanted to do. All right. Um, we gotta we gotta end with Jeremiah and and then turn everybody loose to go and you guys better go and read the text for yourselves. Make sure <laughs> make sure we're getting this right, because otherwise you're in trouble. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 and 10. Look at look at what this text says. Most of us, I mean, we, we we think about this verse a lot. I do, and and I I don't always have the the address memorized, and yet we should because Jeremiah is addressing the reality of this truth. Uh, that James is now addressing in in, in the church. And this is what he says, Jeremiah 17, 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Hmm. We should tremble. We, We should probably experience an element of fear when our tongue exposes the condition of our heart. And and the response of that should be running and grabbing a hold of 1 John 1-9 and saying, God, I'm I'm in sin. I confess. I agree with you. This is sin, and it ought not be in my life. Change me. Change it. Mm -hmm. Forgive the sinfulness of my heart that I love. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, we're all done. Yeah, I hope you guys, I, I hope, man, I hope you're encouraged. Stefan and I have been wrestling with us. We were, we were really kind of going, man, do we have to teach this tonight? Because <laughs> this, this is a reality that affects yeah. our daily living. Both of us had a vehicle opportunity today uh, to allow our hearts to be reflected mm. by Jesus. Uh, you I kind of failed at mine. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not the judge of your heart. Um, I thought you did pretty good personally. <laughs> I think I would have gone a little farther down the road. But the reality is both of us came to teach about the language, about our hearts, and God gave us both an opportunity to test that reality. And, and in one that I've failed recently in, oh. he, he gave me another opportunity to do that on the way here. Boy, well, God is good, is he, he is so good. That's just amazing. Hey, I'll be right back in just a moment with a closing thought. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for, Stefan being here. Uh, It is a real, it's just a pleasure and a gift to have you. I I appreciate you coming and wrestling through this with me. So I'll see you guys in just a moment. Mm.
1: Would you join us with our last song, Beautiful? face in every sunrise. The colors of the morning are inside your eyes. The world awakens in the light of the day. I look up to the sky and say, you're beautiful.
0: of the text that we didn't really get to touch tonight was where james reminds the brothers of the church that um with in verse 9 with with it we bless our lord and father and with it we curse people who are made in his like in the likeness of god and um that's one of the areas that i i feel very convicted at times uh, because of my heart towards people and um I want to really challenge you and, and me, especially in this time with such division in our country, such division in, in views of, of politics and, and government and, and even religion. It's, there's potential for division everywhere. And yet James seems to think that there's a, a real importance in how we treat people, even those who aren't in the church, and how our tongues reflect the nature of God and what we believe about who He is, uh, to the point where he actually challenges the church to not be blessing God and cursing those who are made in His likeness. And who are those? It's, it's mankind. And uh, how easy is it for me at times uh, to let my tongue and my heart run astray um, with people that I don't like or disagree with. Let, the, let us be different in that capacity. Let us be a church that reads the Word of God, that deals with the issues of our hearts, and actually approaches the King of Kings uh, in a humble and contrite passion and, and manner that says, God, change me so that I reflect who you are, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of our situation. Lots of opportunity coming this week for you and for me to be the light, to be uh, the, the sweet, if you will, the sweet part of God in the midst of a culture that is terrified and angry and, and, and spinning out of control. So Let's be the church, not just in what we say or what we think, but in how we talk to one another, how we talk to the Lord. Um, and and what comes out of our heart. Isn't that awesome, you guys? Isn't that, I mean, I just think it's incredible that our tongues ref- re- reflect what's really in our hearts. What a great thermometer we have for their spiritual health. And if you need any help figuring out what that is, we'll just go back and look at your history on Facebook. We can figure out really quick where our hearts are at. Just go back and read our responses or look at the things we post. I'm telling you, it's super convicting for me. That's why you don't see me ever saying very much. Because I probably get in trouble. Man, we got to take this seriously. It is time, I believe, for the church to deal with the reality of our hearts, to take this seriously, to confess our sins, and, and to the best of our ability, fall on our face before God and say, Lord, change my heart. It doesn't reflect you, and it should. God bless you. I pray my prayer for you this week will be as you engage the word of God that you will hear from him, that you will that your hearts will be challenged and that as you see as you see what is really in your heart in those moments where you're angry, tired, discouraged, frustrated, when you see that reality that the spirit of God will come and 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 convict you and that you will respond with the right confession and a right heart before the Lord at that point. God bless you all. Thanks for coming. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.